0: evening and welcome to very loose women uh, you were listening to club integral first and then we started tonight's show with the rolling stones waiting on a friend so i'm catherine i am your presenter this evening and as usual i'm joined by my cohort of very loose ladies we've got leo hi good evening soyla hello and special guest lucy Kay, <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome back. So, some of you will hopefully many of you will remember, especially people that just love going through our archive of shows. And um, Lucy is a is an erstwhile well, very loose woman. She used to be on the show regularly and still likes kind of parachuting in, dipping in and out. I do. i love coming, coming in in the hot topics, the
1: saxophone is doing now too. Dipping <laughs> <laughs> to in and out, just like Lucy.
0: Fitting intro. Um, so, Lucy, great to have you back. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having um, me. Before we go on our main topic. As ever, we always start very least women with our gripes and mini celebrations. Who wants to kick us off? I will.
1: That sounds very reluctant. No. <laughs> uh, um, well, it's not like you to not want to gripe. It's the spirit of the gripe that you heard there. Obviously, I'm always willing to gripe. Okay. Um, so I woke up very early and I also have this huge period. So mm. I've just got a lot of blood filtering through oh, me right now. A literal one. Like yeah, like like periods, period. Like a the menstrual period. cycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's like a big, you know when you put you you start running a bath and instead of just putting like one temperature on you put two just so that more water will come out. Oh it's like God. that but with blood.
2: Wow. Um anyone else? <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um yeah, okay. So my gripe is more um it's to do with the changeable weather. I I don't know why but I've been unprepared for the seasons so for example I came out of the tube the other day and I was going to um to work and um I realized I didn't have an umbrella and I I had to walk for like 20 minutes and I decided that I I really had to get an umbrella so I had to go and buy an umbrella because I was unprepared for the weather and I just felt like that that was bad that was bad
1: how much was your umbrella
2: a lot it was at Victoria Station and £150 I, I looked around I looked around and in the end the only umbrella I could find cost £14 oh I would resent oh, that so, I would
1: rather be wet I know I, and I know. actually I think I have been wet on many occasions because I resent paying that
2: but you know what having paid it now I'm like I'm going to really enjoy this umbrella it's blue and white striped and I'm getting it out at every opportunity so even when it's not really raining I'm like get the umbrella what out what
3: happens when you forget the umbrella
2: I will be very upset <laughs> that's 14 quid right there yeah
0: I lose about three, three a year, easily. Yeah. I just leave them everywhere. And I'm not someone who loses things, but it just happens to me constantly.
2: It's because you use them so sporadically.
0: Yeah, and they always break as well.
2: And they're wet, so you put them down somewhere and they're, they're easily in your in your bag, Yeah. In fact, I'm surprised there aren't more rogue umbrellas around. Or a solution to, to that,
1: that very common umbrella problem. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, Soyla, what about you? Well, last week on the show, I mentioned that I was going to a murder mystery party. Oh, you did? I I forgot about that one. Part two, um, what happened at the murder mystery party? Part (laughs) two, it was the most fun I've ever had at a party ever. This doesn't sound like a gripe. It's it's a celebration um, (laughs) of my journalism skills in that I was able to figure out who done it. And I Ooh, was very pleased. No my way. I was... you... So you're
0: like the kind of the Poirot.
3: Yeah. I was in there like... My little grey <laughs>
0: I, I love the fact that you did the accent, yeah. even though you are actually French-speaking. You still did a dodgy Belgian accent. <laughs> is that offensive because I'm French, to do no, a Belgian accent? No, it's not. It's just that you did it in the way that I would do it, which is badly... <laughs> I loved it it was great. So you you solved it and you had a fantastic time.
3: I had a I had a fantastic time. Although there was one moment where I was like uh, here we have the gripe and <laughs> the gripe. I just really was unsure about this. So as part of the murder mystery um theme there was someone who was whose character was to pretend to be a shaman. And there was part of this party where there was a, a shamanic ritual. Um, with like a techno dance track, and it, do they, I they just, normally
1: do that?
0: <laughs> I,
3: so I, I many don't shamanic think so. rituals are techno dance based. And so in this, during this techno dance based ritual, which was fake, um, this the person who was a shaman just kind of started offering like cocaine, and I was there like, "Yep, this is this is turned into something I'm not into." <laughs> Very quickly, don't want this.
0: This just sounds, I mean, bizarrely inauthentic, and just I just I can't get my head around it. It's the techno element that shocked me, not yeah. the cocaine. Yeah. I just it's it's bizarre. That I mean, I I wish I I wish I'd been there. Yeah, I mean, to not everyone
3: on was on drugs, but it was the, the way that it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's some coke, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> so
0: my um my gripe also. Well, you know, it started off as a, as a celebration. On Saturday, I walked 17 miles through the Surrey Hills. It was a lovely day. Congratulations. It was wholesome. It was like a detox. It was with my partner. I really felt like we become grown ups in our 30s. But, I mean It was great. But. But. Yeah, I knew it was coming. I've now got, for the first time ever, Achilles tendonitis. <laughs> now, whenever <laughs> I do any form of exercise and reach a new high in physical fitness which for me is a low bar (laughs) I just get injured straight away as soon as I ran six miles for the first time I was then out of action for six months (laughs) (laughs) now I've done more than a 16 mile walk which I don't think I've ever achieved I've absolutely just destroyed my ankle I mean that is an exaggeration it's not that bad but it kind of it felt fine until I got home and then it just got more and more painful Mm. and I, th- I think it's the kind of injury that once you do it once, it's going to be forever. And I'm just fed up of this. I never, ever got injured before and I just seem to. And it's definitely an age thing. Mm. It's annoying. We're all ageing, except for Soyla. But the rest
3: yeah. of us are all aging <laughs> I'm getting younger. Doing a Benjamin Button.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was upsetting. Also, I just on a related note, having never been to the Surrey Hills before, it's absolutely lovely, but it's so weird. The number of houses that are firstly enormous mansions there are no normal sized houses in the whole of the county for what I can see but every single house we walked past in these tiny villages in the middle of nowhere they all had hedges higher than the house so you can't see in. It was utterly bizarre it was like full millionaires Row, they must all be celebrities in that entire area. Anyway we had a lovely walk. So on to the main topic and um, don't know whether you would have picked up from our Um, intro song, uh, Waiting on a Friend but we are doing a bit of a friendship themed show we've talked about this topic a few times and what we wanted to look at, especially this evening was the idea of a clique, or just first to clarify things, is it a clique or a click? I'd say clique, yeah. We all say clique, are we all uh, unanimous? Is clique like an American thing? I've definitely heard that I think It's something
3: New World, because we would say clique.
0: Oh. oh, Sarah, our engineer is saying click. Controversial. You think it's a new world? Yeah, think. Yeah, possibly. Okay, interesting. So, okay, we've got cliques and clicks. Um, so. The kind of reason I wanted to talk about this is that I've started a course and I'm quite a bit older than a lot of the other people in the course. And it just made me think about going back to all those first times at school, first times at uni and making friends for the first time, which I haven't had to do for a while because, you know, I've been working and living in London, mostly never leaving kind of Camberwell or... Herne Hill. Um, as many of our listeners know, we don't oh, like really the- stray far away. When you said well, <laughs> you look right at me.
1: <laughs> I, feel, I
0: feel special. But, you know, it's kind of quite established and I've not been thrown into that situation where it's like, hey, there's 28 other people. We're all together all day, every day, constantly for six months. What's going to happen? That just hasn't happened to me for a while. And it got me thinking about the idea of cliques in celebrity culture there's a lot of stuff Taylor Swift famous example and her squad and this idea that it's really empowering for women to have a group of really tight friends and I just wondered what our experiences were about that so first of all do we think any of us have been
1: in a clique so I have which is surprising because as many listeners will know I didn't have a lot of friends in school but the first school (laughs) I went to um, I did have friends I had three friends one of them was my best friend And then two, the other two were also best friends. And we were like a couple of couples who were Mm. best friends. And um, I felt like near the end of year seven, I left the school at the end of year seven. um, I felt like our little gang was disintegrating a little bit. So I tried to sort of formalize it so that it wouldn't happen. And so I instituted something called the glue gun gang. And... (laughs) It sounds terrifying. It is. And made up this, this rule um where where like we all had this motion where we would like do a little fake gun with our hand and then put it in the middle and then do we stick together.
2: Oh, my <laughs> God. that's adorable. Oh.
1: But also tyrannic. Cool. Well
2: I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. That's very
1: kind. Lucy, you were doing a
0: bit of research into this today about stages of friendship groups. How does Leo's experience of that kind of, like, very young, (laughs) tyrannical clique
2: play out? I'm laughing because it seems that Leo's experience is actually quite typical. So I actually came across this um, when I was working with teenagers. And apparently there are like stages of friendship. So around the ages of eight to 10, which would be kind of when you're finishing primary and making that leap into secondary, a lot of people have like a bestie, a best friend, someone they're inseparable from. Um, And then as you move kind of age 11 to 12, those friendships tend to break down and cliques form, which are slightly... Bigger, so maybe four five six people um and then that can be like the the bonding for the next few years and then those cliques break down in turn and kind of as you go through adolescence you develop interest-based friendships supposedly what's well, interest-based so i think more around oh, oh, around
1: interest yes i understand that. Yes. so
2: kind of common common um things that you want to do together mm. tends to be
0: and the, how the new basis how did that play out for you so I
2: would say I followed that path pretty exactly like I definitely had a best friend when I came into secondary school and we remained very close and then we became part of a clique um, which probably survived till we were about 14 and then that broke down in turn and we all kind of, we didn't drift apart completely but we definitely all developed other friendship groups.
0: Soila, you were kind of shaking your head and you look completely aghast at the idea of being in a clique and possibly also the glue gun gang. I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. sure.
3: <laughs> Both? Um I was I don't think I have followed this pattern too well as I've grown up. Um I when I did have a group of friends I was always kind of the outsider Um, there have been occasions both in primary school and in secondary school when I had no friends and I had to go and sit on my own and eat with the teacher and that kind of thing. Yeah I went through an eating in the toilet phase. Oh that just sounds so much worse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah um, and even now I have a very very small friendship group and even then they're not all in the same group they're just kind of individuals who I'm friends with and um, I think those people who know me very well know that I tend to not like people and so <laughs> when I make friends really? I think they feel, um, my best friend Flavia she um, she says this to me where she's like oh I'm, I'm privileged that you think I am an acceptable friend for you <laughs> <laughs> You're discerning, I
0: think. It sounds like, you know, you need to get to know someone properly. Yes, yeah. You're I, not just to be friends with, with any other person. I agree with that so one. So I, I think that I was in a clique for a while and I definitely have had that pattern of like best friends. I think I now do have some really close friends that um, maybe fit, fall into that kind of like BFF thing. But I was definitely in a clique in my teenage years. Not a particularly, you know, a clique that people would necessarily want to be in. Uh, It wasn't like a mean girl style where everyone wants to be in in our clique, but it was a tight-knit group. And I think the the real issue I had with it is that I can look back and see that being in that group of friends, actually, even though it's just maybe a rite of passage and it's just what happened, you can't change anything, I think potentially it was quite a... um, you know, it wasn't really a force for good in my life. It didn't expand my horizons. It didn't allow me to pursue interests that I wanted to, you know, get into. I didn't meet other people. I basically just spent time with my friends and to a certain extent, your individual self is inhibited by belonging to this pack and having that level of acceptance. And a lot of our friendships just seem to be around the fact that we were in the same group in school. We were in the same form class or whatever it was. And from a certain point, we started this group and we just kept it going because we'd been thrown together. And we didn't necessarily have those interests in common. But then we couldn't really leave. And all the anger and frustration that maybe we felt about the fact that, you know, To a certain extent, we didn't always get on with each other very well, or didn't like each other. When we fell out, it didn't mean that we stopped hanging out together and made new (laughs) friends. We stayed in the clique, but just not speaking and being increasingly mean to each other. So manipulative, in a really kind of like stereotypically a bit like you know mean girls or whatever. And it it was definitely, you know, there were times where it was where it was great fun and it was nice, but. I just feel like looking back, if I'd just gone it alone, I could have just made all these other friends. And when I did eventually kind of move beyond that through circumstance and also maybe a bit of design, I just think it's one of the best things I've done to just kind of let that go. As I've got older, I've become a lot more comfortable with just letting a friendship die and not (laughs) try and keep it going. Mm. Because it can be the most draining experience ever, being around someone who takes more from you than they give back. And that, you know, you've got to...
2: (laughs) I feel like this is really coming from a place. Is there someone, (laughs) do you want to drop one of (laughs) us? No. But, you know,
0: like, I think we can all look back on your teenagers and think about those times where you really were hanging out with people who didn't always make you feel that good about yourself. Um, Mm. And then, you know, I have some really close friends from school that I'm still in touch with and see a lot and care about a lot. And... I think like most people there's that gradual process of as you get older you realise who's a real friend and who isn't Mm. but it would have you know aged like 14 I never would have left that clique I just I wouldn't have been able to do it Um, so has anyone here so Soila you were talking about how you felt kind of on your own and things like that yeah did you ever did you aspire to be part of the group or were you did you kind of really feel that exclusion or
3: I think everyone feels well nobody likes to be excluded from things and I think that when you say about aspiring to be part of the group I just wanted to have a friend um, I didn't want to have to eat with the teacher and I think Leo didn't <laughs> want to have to eat in, <laughs> in, in the toilet I think it's we can safely safely yeah. assume <laughs> But I think, I think now I'm not too fussed about being friends with a certain person, um, as mm. you say. But the one thing I have realised is that a lot of my friends are of a certain kind of person in that I don't really... So my political inclination is of the left and um, <laughs> my friends are all also of the left I'm not really friends with anyone who is I don't know if that's true right across wing. the board are you are you about to sort of confess <laughs> something <laughs> oh no I'm like properly
1: very comfortable in my political views um no but I th- I think I think that there might be people that you're friends with who are not as left as you th- may think they are that's all no but I don't know I think I think you look for a common ground Of course. And and also you look for, you know, I I think there's a combination of circumstance and interest.
3: I mean, I I had a... So throughout university, there was myself and my friend and then there was another person who for ages was... um, We were all very political and we liked to talk to each other about politics and society and all sorts of stuff. And since we've left university, he has... Left behind some of the views that we agreed with. And with that, I think, the efforts that he wanted to put into our friendship. Oh, that's interesting. That change. Mm. So how
0: how do we all feel about those changing friendships? So like Lucy, do you see that the way that you socialise with people and what you need from them is different to how, how you were when you were younger?
2: Absolutely. I, I think in large measure as an adult... I've got friends who I've retained and I think I have lots of one-on-one friendships. I wouldn't say I'm in a clique particularly. But one thing that I guess I would notice is that friends act as like a support network and often it's the people in in similar circumstances that you go to. So whether you're having a baby or um, whether you're single or not, that can affect the people that you hang out with a lot. And so friends can be quite transitory in a way and they can be there at certain phases in your life and then as your life changes so sometimes do your friendships not necessarily forever like I also think there are people that can roll out of your regular social circle and then come back in as your circumstances realign so I just think as an adult it's been really interesting to see how friendships have changed and how who you end up staying in touch with and who you drift apart from um and and the different reasons for that
0: what about you Leah do you feel like you need a solid group of people yeah
1: I mean uh I was thinking about this for this show, um, kind of th- throughout the week. And at the beginning of my twenties, I started forming this, like being part of this kind of consolidated group of friends. And I that had never happened to me before, really. And uh, where I felt like like part of the group, and everyone wanted to hang out with each other, and 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 I, it was really comforting and really lovely. And it does have, like you say, its limitations in that you don't like seek things outside of that and um, and I think that's even true like in your early 20s but I do remember when I was about I think 24 um, a group of that group like friendship group went on holiday together like and one one weekend I was like messaging people to see like who was about and they were all like on a trip together and like just hadn't told me and I felt really excluded and it was really really horrible because I thought like we were all really close knit and everything um, and It wasn't like a turning point, but um, there was a point um, sort of around that time where I was like trying to look more at what I wanted and then try and like build on friendships outside of it just because, I mean, I always have a lot going on anyway, but uh, not to rely so much on that group. And then then I got into a sort of like relationshipy thing where you tend to focus more on one person And I think I've stuck with that quite a bit through like my mid 20s. But now I'd like, I don't know, it'd be nice, quite comforting to have like a little group again. But I've like, because my friendship groups are so scattered, I've sort of lost that. Yeah.
0: Are there times where anyone here has really felt that exclusion and has kind of been taken right back to their teenage years by, by a kind of clique? Maybe I'm thinking at work or something like that.
2: I've got two examples. So I the 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 job I had prior to my current job. I remember joining and the the staff room was very cliquey place. Um and I don't know if it's I don't know schools. Anyway, it, it was quite an interesting phenomenon. I suddenly felt as the newbie very much on the outside. And um on a separate note, I've had friends kind of becoming friends and then feeling excluded from that friendship, which has been quite interesting. I've realised I can be quite a jealous person still, um, and quite childish in my so approach. So,
0: m- mutual friends, and is is that, is it is it a bit of a taboo? Two friends I being like
2: introduced and becoming, I like matchmaking. As good as friends? I remember my mum once saying that uh, that happened to her and it being quite hurtful, so maybe it is, a, I don't know about a taboo, but definitely something that can happen
3: i remember when when my best friend made a new friend and was obsessed with her and i got so jealous and i was an adult and i was like why am i this jealous about the fact that my friend has made a new friend um so i don't know if there's a i mean i have not really become friends with the new friend um Ooh. but uh, i so I, i've never heard of the kind of make a new friend and then you leave that person behind um mm-hmm. yeah i've definitely had
0: sort of two best friends who've then you know we've been a three and then it's become definitely apparent that i am the third wheel and that is you know it partly is just a numbers if there's a three it's very difficult to have a three's yeah. a crowd you know the and very you cool. swimming with emma and catherine it was uh, tough for me i'm gonna put it out there <laughs> Well, on that note, I'm, I'm going to deny that, actually. <laughs> That's my right of reply. Um, on that note, I think we've not got too much longer left um, of the show. Um, and I'm hoping that everyone who's listening feels like if we are a very loose clique, which I don't think we are, but if we are, then our listeners are definitely part of it. Um, but I just wanted to kind of touch on this idea of kind of what you want going forward um, in your friendships. Do we feel like, you know if we did a rerun of this show in 10 years time would you be in a kind of fixed friendship group do you think your friendship group would be the same or are you kind of looking forward to hanging out with lots of different types of people what what do you think you would be getting out of your friendships
1: what i i really like about how i've built up friendships in like up to now and i am 29 um is is sort of cumulative so a lot of my say like people we know from Resonance my Resonance friends so like Afie I live with who came on the show the other week she now knows all of my uni friends and then like my master's friends like Soila, know my uni friends too and it's like Mm. into a big snowball where I've introduced loads of people that I like and I've just sort of collected along the way
0: I really like that idea Mm. I would like to have a friendship group that is maybe more diverse especially in age I feel like a lot of my friends are friends that I've made at certain points and I don't necessarily get as much wisdom from people at different stages of life as I might like.
3: Yeah, I so I'd say that I'm quite good friends with Leo now, and it's what you think? <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and I think the the age gap in our friendship is oh, watch it, watch it, <laughs> <laughs> which he, <laughs> isn't he, it's uh, not that big. It's tiny, <laughs> but. Um, for for our listeners it's seven years. <laughs> <laughs> but in saying that, I it's I don't feel that age gap and I, I I like that. Either so. you're very mature or I'm very <laughs> immature. <laughs> um, both of those
1: things are wonderful. But, but yeah. <laughs> what about what about you, Lucy?
2: I would like to think that many of the friends or all perhaps of the friends in my life at the moment will still be there in ten years' time, but I also like to think there'll be others people I haven't met yet. Newbies, new faces. Um, <laughs> I'm quite excited. Present yourself. Maybe
1: maybe we'll meet some some of our listeners. I'd like to meet more of our listeners. Please write to us.
2: We love it when that
1: happens. Oh. I've I've got a good friend now that I know through the show who I've never met, but we write to each other. So fantastic. That could be you, listener. <laughs> that could be you. Um, I think that's
0: all we've got time for. We're going to end the show on a an on theme classic. It is, of course, we are your friends, Justice.